Attention, here we embark on a colorful exploration of mental health conversations. Expect deep discussions, humor, sarcasm, and a bit of cussing because, hey, that's just how we roll. Let's just set the record straight. The views expressed here are our own and might not represent the entire podcast beliefs or our guests. Our aim? To enlighten through humor. But hey, take it easy. Don't sweat the small stuff. Legal issues? No, thank you. We prefer to keep this space lawsuit-free. So gear up, enjoy yourselves, and join us in navigating the colorful world of mental health on the Different Spectrums podcast. Bye. Thank you. Hey, everyone. We back again. We back again. I'm Spencer. Of course, we have our licensed clinical therapist, Nas. Hey, Dr. Nas. That's what they did. They call me by my stage name. Dr. Booty Juice Nas. Uh, it's terrible. It's the worst yeah. name ever. It's like right. Spider-Man, just juice. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, this is a different Spectrums podcast where we talk about movies, shows, and the mental health aspects that surround them. We also like to have some laughs. So don't take us too serious, lawyer. Or do. It's up to you. I forgot, I forgot it. Yep. Don't forget to run up those likes for us. We'd really appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, all right. So today we are going to be getting into Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, we're going to be doing this movie because A, both pretty nerdy, obviously, with the... Uh, he has all of his plushies, and then I'm wearing the Spider-Man shirt from the animated series, the 1994 animated series. So, yeah. Nerd. I have a lot of Spider-Man stuff, but I'm not going to show that because I want to keep my girlfriend. All right. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about uh, a few things, right? We're going to be talking about why does suffering exist? Um, world telling you you're worthless. Um, also, we're going to be talking about what we call masculinity moments. So we're going to be getting into what kind of those really are and how um, you shouldn't really, you know, you shouldn't really talk down to people who are men who have those kind of masculinity moments, because for the most part, that's how we kind of open up. So yeah. we're going to begin to a little bit more detail about that as we go along. Uh, Nas, anything before we get into the show? So well said, we're going to have very interesting talks about autism in assimilation or just feeling like a yahoo it's a yahoo jackass <laughs> oh you hey you know what i got i got the tism so it looked like yahoo <laughs> yahoo <laughs> um and just feeling like completely like you don't belong uh feeling mm -hmm. like this place was not made for you created for you doesn't matter if you're neurodivergent or right if you're in a queer community if you're a person of color it doesn't matter so we're going to talk mm -hmm. about that and that little whisper in your ear and then we're going to talk about, you know, the dad and the very vulnerable moment that he had with his son, which he didn't know was his son, and, and kind of how those moments are very uh, big, very instrumental with a lot of men or a lot of folks with more machismo, more masculinity, barbershops, uh, yeah, you know, when you're out having a beer with a friend or you're playing video games or maybe you're playing ball or working out, you know, there's these moments where someone says something real, 
and how, you know, we do your best not to like tease in those moments. Try to read that. We're going to talk about that. All right. We, we, I'm going to do something real quick, Spence. So, I, you know, it was a big day last week, and this is a Monday podcast, but it's going to be real serious. Uh, just want to tell you how much I love you for always supporting me. Oh, yeah. Uh, and get me through last week and the last two years. So, on that happy note, uh, yeah. whoop, whoop. <laughs> I love you too, man. Whoop, whoop. Yep. All right, cool. Hey, everyone. I'm here to talk about our new collaborator, Toink Toys. They have a wide selection of, you guessed it, toys and other great collectibles. They have products from Marvel, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and everything pop culture. You could say they put the toy in Toink. So go check them out at toink.com and use our code Different Spectrums Podcast to get 10% off your entire order today. Usually. Gutierrez, get the crane, man. Yes, sir. Oh, this is why nobody likes us, man. Us? I am trying to do right out here. I mean, I'm trying to. And you need to be a better role model. Oh, great role model. Hey, Gutierrez, you can cancel the crane. Do you want to talk about it? Are you crazy? Well, men of your generation ignore their mental health too long. What am I, what am I even doing? Because no matter what I do, someone always thinks I'm blowing it. I know the feeling. So, your son. How's he doing? You, you think he's going to figure it all out? Honestly? Yeah. He's a good kid. Yeah? You know, it's scary. He says these things that are so smart. Cool. Well, I should probably... And he does these things that are so stupid. I just don't want him to mess it up. Maybe get off the kid's ass. I'm sorry, what? 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 I, I don't know. And I hate that he's not being honest with me. Maybe he's scared to talk to you. Why would anyone be scared to talk to me? I, 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 don't, I don't know. It's just... I think you're getting pretty good at being a parent. You think you got it lit. And then they go and grow up. I just don't want to lose them, you know? Well, as an objective observer with no skin in the game, I say you got to let him spread his wings, man. Like this. This isn't nice. What is? I should go. Yeah, and and catch that holes guy. Don't worry. I don't think that guy's gonna show his face again. Miles, you disrupted a cannon event. Cannon event. The kid wasn't thinking. That's not how he works. That's insulting. Taking a crap on the establishment. I salute you. Wait, what are you upset about? I saved those people. And that's the problem. Lila, do the thing. Huh? What thing? What, what do you mean, what thing? The information, explain anything. Okay. 
What's this? This is everything. Can you be more specific? Can you not talk for a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this here, this is all of us. All of our lives woven together in a beautiful web of life and destiny. The Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse? Oh, that's stupid. It's called the Arachno-Humanoid Polymultiverse. Which sounds stupid too, I guess. And these nodes where the lines converge? They are the canon. Chapters that are a part of every spider story, every time. Some good, some bad, some very bad. Just keep going. Uncle Aaron. This one, event ASM 90. A police captain close to Spider-Man dies, saving a kid from falling rubble during a battle with an arch-nemesis. Captain Stacy. I'm so sorry. are the connections that bind our lives together. But those connections can be broken. That's why anomalies are so dangerous. Inspector Singh's death was a canon event. You weren't supposed to be there, and you weren't supposed to save them. That's why Gwen tried to stop you. I thought you were trying to save me. I was. I was doing both. And now, Miles, because you changed the story, Pavitra's dimension is unraveling. If we're lucky, we can stop it. We haven't always been lucky. That, that wasn't me. That was the spot. It's what happens when you break the cannon. How do you know? Because I broke it once myself. I found a world where I had a family, where I was happy. At least a version of me was. And that version of myself was killed. So I replaced him. I thought it was harmless. But I was wrong. Captains. 
we could lose everything. My dad is about to be captain. I'm gonna take everything from you. Like you took everything from me. I'm coming! Spot does it. He kills him. When does it happen? When does it happen? In two days. That's what the model says. I'm sorry, Miles. Send me home. I can't do that. Not now. What am I supposed to do? Just let him die? What about your dad? He's a captain, right? Yeah. And that's it. You just aren't going to do anything about it. Okay, what about Uncle Ben? That'd have been okay if you knew and you just let it play out? If not for Uncle Ben, most of us wouldn't be here, Miles. And all the good we did, it, it wouldn't have been done. So we're just supposed to let people die because some algorithm whoa, whoa. says that that's supposed to happen? You realize how messed up that sounds, right? You have a choice between saving one person and saving an entire world, every world. I can do both! Spider-Man, always. Not always. Miles, we all want to live the life we wish we had. Believe me, I have tried. And the harder I tried, the more damage I did. You can't have it all, kid. Being Spider-Man is a sacrifice. That's the job. That's what you signed up for. Miles. Penny? What is this? Is this an intervention or something? We know it's hard. But it's the truth, Miles. Is that why you're here? To let me down easy? Last time, why not run it back, huh? Hey, hold on, hold on. You were right, Quinn. You should have never come to see me. Kid, look Stop at Stop calling me. Here we go. Hope you're not helping. Good. Miles, please understand. You can't ask me not to save my father. I'm not asking. But I'll just give him the second. Break the. No! No! Stop it! We let him leave, he'll only do more damage. Both of them. Just need to hold you a few days. Sorry, had to end like this, kid. I said not to call me that. <laughs> Miles! All right. I'm sorry for doing this. This is bad parenting. Just for the record, I quit. Stop pretending. You know where you're going. 
supposed to go. Nah, I'm gonna do my own thing. Ah! 
taught him how to do that, so I gotta be a pretty good mentor. Pull that off. Hey, are you a nerd? Do you like pins? If you're like any of our followers and you said yes, you should check out our collaboration with Pinfinity. They have Power Rangers pins, Transformers pins, and for all of our bronies out there, My Little Pony pins. Go check out our link tree or use our code DSP to get 20% off your Pinfinity order today. And we back again. We back. We back in my life. Just like my gout is back. I got something for that. It's back. You know, I had to lost two toes last week. So, you know. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. That's what happens, you know, when you wear dress shoes instead of uh, your normal Jordans. Jordans. I'm telling you, man, dress shoes killed my ass. Yeah. Why do you think Miles wear Jordans? See? Yeah. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. All right. So before we get into it, shout out to all of our great collaborators. Uh, we got Bubs Naturals, we got Cure Hydration, Pinfinity, Silver Dollar Candle, Two Nerds Candle Company, Cat and Raven Company, and then Toink Toys. All great. Um, and you can also get up to 20% off if you use our code DSP or DSP20, or by going in the description down below. You can do that. You can get, you know, a couple, couple, you know, a couple gifts maybe for the holidays. This is probably coming out after. So maybe the after holidays, I don't know, whatever. It's always going to be up to 20% off. You can get some cool stuff from there. And then also you can help us pay for the podcast. Look at that. Look at that. Giving back. You're helping a lot of things out at once. You're getting stuff. We're getting money. It all helps. All helps oh. in the end. So yeah. And, you know, hey, if you ever want to donate or anything like that, we'd appreciate that, too, because you can spend it up in here. Yeah, it's in the link tree <laughs> if you want to donate. So <laughs> There you go. All right. So, Across the Spider-Verse, right? This is a sequel to Into the Spider-Verse. Those. Um, this pretty much follows you ever see like you ever want a story where you follow a young black man um who chases a white woman through the through, <laughs> through the multiverse this is across the spider verse <laughs> <laughs> is what it is man yeah. Is what it is. I was interested in the way you describe it. <laughs> a young black man just really want that white woman. Hey. Really want. Oh no, I gotta catch them all. <laughs> I choose Gwen. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a white name yeah. too. Yeah, no, right? It's very white. Gwen Stacy. Whitest name I've ever heard in my life. It is. Um, but Uh, yeah, don't get me wrong. Hey, I'm a bi raised. I hate white mom, black dad. It's fine. It is what it is. It's good. It is what it is. It's 2023. Right? Yeah, 2023. Niggas still chasing white women. I don't, <laughs> I don't get it, but it's fine. Um, so yeah, like I said, this is a sequel. And so, um, we have Miles Morales, um, really getting into his role as Spider-Man. Um, he's been fighting villains for however long, and now he has this new villain called Spot, which we we've learned that 
he is the pretty much the reason why Miles is Spider-Man, right? Yeah. And so um, now he is spot. He has these powers to go to any dimension that he wants at all. And um, now he's going to be causing havoc, trying to destroy everything that Miles Morales um, has built throughout his life, um, his parents, the city, everything. So he's becoming like the legit villain mm. of Spider-Man right now. Um, and then we find out that there's these huge, there's this huge network of other spider people. Um, and he gets to meet all of them. We even get to see a little childish Gambino in there being the prowler, yeah. um, which I hope they, I hope they bring into, uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man. That'd be really yeah. cool. I'd be, Interesting. I'd be impressed. Yeah. yeah. See, um, but yeah, and so now we're seeing uh, where Miles is becoming this anomaly, right? So called anomaly that uh, Spider Man 2099 wants to call him, and um, he's realizing that there is a Spider Man or a Miles Morales out there that wasn't able to become Spider Man, that they don't have a Spider Man for that universe, and and that's what we kind of see at the end of this movie is that new prowler, right? Miles is the prowler. And then it ends on that. And you're like, fuck y'all. It's, yeah. fucking, it's literally, <laughs> it's one of those movies where it's like, don't know what's going to happen until the next movie. And now we yep. have to wait like three years for that movie to come out. So yep. it is what it is. Um, so I want to open it up first. Um, like I said before, 2099 is saying that he's this anomaly that you have to have these canon events, um, for, um, you know, for any Spider-Man, they have to have these canon events or the universe literally explodes. So, um, I kind of want to know what your thoughts are on 2099 and if he's right at all, um, that, you have to have these canon events and you have to go by this algorithm, by this theory. Um, or do you go by the Miles Morales thing of I'm a, nah, I'm gonna do my own thing. I'm gonna do my own thing. Yeah. So I got a good metaphor for the explosion and the spots. I feel like and, it has something to do with food, but and you know, and, and, and you might be right. So it's a good answer. So it's it's like a canon event. You know, when you go eat at Chipotle, you're gonna shit your pants. There it is. There it is. You gonna shit your pants, <laughs> and you know you it's go. It's a known fact. <laughs> when you're at Chipotle, and you know that you are gonna have some spots in your jaw. <laughs> Can we be honest though? Chipotle, I think, I think, still to this day, White Castle is still that oh, number yeah. one that's yep. gonna make you shit. Like I look at their burgers and I'm just like, I'm gonna shit right now. <laughs> the fart. Hey, who needs? Who needs a coffee in the morning? Let me get two white castles. <laughs> Let's get you some white castle. Let's get you some mini sliders. All right. Yep. Uh, I was going to ask you, Spence. I said, you know, a serious question. Hmm. How many spots you got in your drawers right now? Jesus. <laughs> Front or back? Oh my God. <laughs> That's, That's a real good question right it's there. Really Front good. or back? Front is looking a little. Looking Dalmatian like at this point. All I can think of is just like whitey tighties and then some spots. Um, 
okay. black spots on the inside of your pants. <laughs> What's happening? Better yet, how were they blue draws and now they're green? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Hey. Chipotle. Photosynthesis. <laughs> photo. Photo. They call it gangrene. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> That was completely stupid. So, uh, this twenty ninety nine dude, intense. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm watching that that second scene that we looked at, and you know, I'm starting to get like anxious, a little fearful, a little like wound up, starting to get hard to breathe because <clears throat> mm-hmm. you're thinking about all these humans and clients mm-hmm. that suffer so much, and and this is almost like telling someone, oh, you were meant to suffer. Mm-hmm. You know, these people will always suffer, or this will always happen. So don't ever fight against it. Just accept the system that we live in, and suffer. Mm-hmm. What has happened in the past will happen in the future. There, there is, there is no alternative. <clears throat> and it's really hard for me to agree with that, even though I know that that's the way kind of the world works. Is Certain atrocities will always happen. There's no rhyme or no reason. Some people will say fate. Some people will say God's plan. I mean, it all kind of feels like bullshit. The world just kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people get angry about that, knowing that the world is like horrific to some folks. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of us are pretty angry that we know that people that we love are going to die. Uh, mm-hmm. All these spider individuals are connected through pain. Mm-hmm. So I thought about a lot of us like folks, specifically neurodivergent folks, that are connected to a lot of trauma. Um, a lot of isolation and rejection, dysphoria, uh, <clears throat> abuse physically, mentally, sexually, emotionally. Like some, a lot of us end up finding other people that are messed up, and then we end up finding solace or solace, solace in them. Whatever. Solace. 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 Sorry. Solace. So we end up finding salsa. Salsa. Got that salsa. That's <clears throat> your tomatoes. Tomato. Picante. Uh, we end up finding like this kinship, this bond with a lot of folks have been through stuff because we know they won't judge us because they've been through some of the same shit. So they understand the in- intricacies and how our brains may work. Right. But, you know, he's pushing like this pedagogy, this teaching that, you know, this is how it is. And, you know, you're going to you're going to fuck everything up. You're going to save one person to maybe destroy everything. That's a tough pill for anyone to swallow. Can you imagine, Spence? Someone coming to you like, hey. So you, your mama gonna die when she gets his job promotion, mm-hmm. and you just gonna have to take it. And you're gonna tell me like you could save the whole world? I ain't gonna lie, I'm a selfish piece of shit. So everyone else can die. <laughs> so I'm gonna go save my mom. I guess that kind of is like a good question for like the audience too. It's like, okay. do you also kind of agree with um, 2099's logic or? for technically the like the greater good mm-hmm. i guess um or are you someone like miles where you feel like i'm going to be a little bit more selfish in this manner and actually you know want to save the person i love or the people i love because spot wants to destroy everything the whole city so yeah he's going to destroy everything so that mom dad whatever and i understand that it's like it's more of like you know his dad right here because he's the commissioner and he's going to save somebody and then he dies but it's like do you agree with that would you want to save your loved ones over saving like the whole universe something to pose for our listeners out there maybe leave a comment 
underneath Le- leave this a comment. video. Uh, I'll also post it as our, our question in our poll on Spotify. Because um, that's a weird position to put someone in. Uh, how do you choose? That's a tough one to choose. It and is. the big thing is, is a lot of us that struggle is why can't we have both? Mm-hmm. We struggle with the realities that we live in. Yeah. We struggle with the choices that we have to make. A lot of us are making, let's let's be real, a lot of us are making a lot of shitty choices every day. We don't get a lot of good choices in life. And so you're mm-hmm. choosing between the one that tastes a little less like shit. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you know, you know, this tastes like dog shit compared to this one tastes like cat shit. One's a little bit less better. That's well, one's person. a little less wet. Oh, okay. <laughs> so much shit talk today. Man, well, you know. <laughs> my knees are cleansing. Uh, um and so that that'd be a tough one. That would be a tough one. And I feel like I was just project out for like metaphorically, uh, or you know, representation in real life is I have a lot of folks that are on a spectrum or that are queer and, and it's who do you come out to? Who do you tell mm-hmm. that you're neurodivergent? Who do you tell that you're on the spectrum? Do you tell your bosses? Do you tell your friends? Do you tell your coworkers? Um, yep. You know, do you hide certain things and mask with your identities? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you navigate the world when you're given a lot of bad choices when you are maybe these identities or maybe when you are poor and you see everyone doing really, really well? How come mm-hmm. they get to do well? How come they don't have any traumas? How, how, how come these people don't have their uncles that die or their grandparents that die? and their pa- Why is it us? Mm-hmm. that go through that this situation can lead you to be very polluted in the way you view the world very angry i've been meeting with some clients recently very angry about these exact things that we're talking about yeah. they're reading things in the paper about you know people doing well and this and that and they're like these sons of bitches they got this money and this power and they get all these articles and this and that and then look at us we're struggling can't even find food to eat uh and we're working hard and then they just get things handed to them it's and I can't disagree with these individuals when they come to my office. I don't, I don't disagree. I'm like, yeah, it's fucked up. Well, are you just going to mm-hmm. sit in your sorrow and then not do anything for the next few days, few years? Yeah. You know, just going to be mad, and then and then that leads you to depression, I get, and then suicidality, so you're just going to quit and just stay angry? Very interesting philosophical existential questions I've been having with clients about privilege, mm-hmm. about the atrocities in the world, about war. Right about racial injustice, social injustice, uh, and I'm bringing this up because many of my students that are neurodivergent, they contemplate these things. Spence, yeah. the world's dark and full of terrors, and it's horrible. And why would I have any children here? And you know, it's tough. Uh, and it does doesn't always make them suicidal, doesn't always make them homicidal, but it makes them not want to try. And so they're telling Miles, accept it. I I would never be able to tell someone tell me accept it. So you want me to accept abuse? Okay. Well, I'm going to show you how I'm going to fuck all this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 2099, interesting character in there. I think that we look back at my, my notes. Look back at my nose. I like how I'm getting fatter and like my neck just keeps disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> Like, damn, man, you having a stroke? Yep. Um, <laughs> this, this theory of this canon event. Mm. What the hell 
I want you for all the folks might not be nerdy. Spence, what the hell is this canon event? I hear it all the time. And like, it's not in the canon for Marvel. It's not in the canon for DC. Let's backtrack, get away from the trauma and autism. What the hell does that mean, canon? So essentially, if I get this right, even I get a little confused on it sometimes, is um, actually, you know what? Go ahead, Let's Google. take a moment and let's pop it up. What is canon event? Let's get the meaning. Let's, get let's pop it up. All right. So I actually have it popped up right now. Um. A canon event is a moment in development that will help shape your life or personality, right? So okay. like we said, like we saw with um, Miguel or 2099, he um, is telling him that like Uncle Ben like always has to die, always has to die because that's the moment where um, Spider-Man takes that uh, moral compass of being instead of like being someone who's evil into someone who's good and who's going to do all these great things because of Ben. Um, like we see in every other Spider-Man that we've ever seen. Right. Sometimes they don't even like show it relatively recently with, you know, amazing Spider-Man. And then this new one with Tom Holland, they don't even show uncle Ben dying. Cause they're like, no. we already know what happens. Yep. We know. Um, and with the Tom Holland version, they actually made uncle or aunt may die, um, instead. And now that's that, that's that turn for him, right? Like he was already Spider-Man, but now he's having that canon event of like, this changes me and my whole personality now. Yeah. Right. About time we started killing women. Finally. Yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) We did it. Equality. (laughs) Sarcasm alert, FYI. No, don't sue us. <laughs> hey, that's why we got the intro. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, so it's pretty much anything that's going to shape your life or your personality. Okay. Uh, and so we see that with characters, um, with anything like that. Um, uh, for example, now with um, like with Iron Man dying, that's a canon event, right? Okay. That's going to shape everyone else's character development in the in the movies and in okay. the shows and now that's canon and now that's going to be used throughout it if it's non-canon usually it's not going to be brought up um like in certain movies or shows um okay that's depends. what that means so, yeah so it's like a big event that happens throughout the universes or throughout the comic books throughout the genres but also specifically mm-hmm. throughout our lives mm-hmm. so something i knew was something to do with historical but now i know it's like a specific moment and not necessarily yeah. like a rule book of history yeah, so it's like something that's going to happen no matter what. No yeah. matter what. It's going to happen. Any type of... Any universe. Yeah, it's going to happen. Like, for example, Darth Vader is evil, right? Anakin turns into Darth Vader. That's a canon event because it's always going to happen no matter what. Okay. So, And that can't change, although... And then that's when people usually get mad when the canon event is perverted. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Just want to clear it up for some of our folks that aren't nerdy, but then also looks like... Second question. Second second question, people. <laughs> think about your canon events in your life. They could be good ones. I want you to think about good yeah. ones. You know, I know y'all think about negative shit. Mm-hmm. Think about some good canon events, and then then you can also think about some of the negative ones that have impacted your life. Um, I know you're going to go right to negativity and right to trauma and abuse and all that. That's fine. I'm okay with that. But also, let's think about some of the good canons or the good people. A second ago, you just saw like this canon event. Obviously, I was talking about Spencer. Got super choked up. It was a very difficult week. 
had about nine hours of sleep in 72 hours. That's not good. Um, you know, stressed out, was kind of nauseous throughout the week. You know, I was like dry heaving. I ain't gonna lie, I almost pissed myself multiple times throughout the week. I just randomly started thinking about shit. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go a little tinkle. Hmm. Warm. Yeah, it's warm. I was, I was cold, so it's nice to be warm. Um, so it's interesting to understand what are yours. And those are probably things that you'll talk about in therapy. Um, yeah. As we know, if you're on the spectrum, you probably got a lot of different little, little teas, little traumas. And so things to think about, but also think about some of the good joys in people or humans or experiences or video games, Disney World. I don't give a shit what it is. Um, <clears throat> okay. That moment, though, when he's like, this is, what is this, an intervention? And everyone's like getting around him and, and yeah. he's like, this ain't this ain't a choice, homie. Like we're we're you're, you're screwed. Yeah, I'm gonna do a little pivot. Okay. You see this other character, and you were bringing mm. up some stuff about different races and stuff like that. So you see this other character, this punk rocker, um, mm. and I see him as a younger version of Miles that been through some shit, knows some shit, right? And then he kind of does his own thing. I see him as like this autistic therapist individual. I see him as like me, this mentor, this wise person. Hey, man, do this. Hey, hey, man, do this. Do this. And then he gets out, and then he's like, hey, I fucking resign, FYI, because I'm done yeah. working within this system that's, like, oppressing people. Yeah. Um, that's the way I saw that individual. But, Spence, you talked about uh, something about Miles being black, and then, uh, like, you wish that he was the only character. Go into that. Yeah, I just... I wish for, like, just the movie in general, I wish that they um, could have had just Miles being the only uh, black character in there, Um, just for the fact that then it really pushes towards um, that anomaly aspect that they're talking about, right? Um, Like you said before, he's Afro-Latino, so he's black and Dominican. And um, I just wish that they kind of... um, that they made sure that he was the only one there that was actually uh, a black Spider-Man because then at least you have that anomaly aspect and it's even more clearer, right? It's even more clear that he is not supposed to be Spider-Man because he is someone who is, you know, completely divergent. Yep. Completely the opposite of what Peter Parker is. Once we think about it, I mean, literally is because anytime I see Peter Parker, it's a white dude. It's always white, white dude. dude. Yep. And of course, and it's Miles. It's a whole different character. I understand. Correct. But it's more of like, even as Spider-Man, um, I wish they had that moment of like, even though you are an anomaly, you're really a fucking anomaly because no one else is going to look like you. You're not supposed to be here. Yeah. Your people be. don't belong here. You don't look the same. You don't act the same. You're not in the original canons right. of history and time and all that. You are abnormal, divergent, inappropriate mm-hmm. yeah. that's the way i took that yeah so if you're right if he was because there's some other black characters in there and then 2099s yeah. right i assume hispanic as well Latino. Mexican. yeah be mexican yeah. Hey, mexicans i said mexicans the other day to like someone they're like what are you saying mexican mexicans what are you talking about <laughs> yeah <They're Mexican>. uh, <laughs> yeah you gotta say it like mike tyson mexican <laughs> Oh, the mic. Good guy. Yeah. Hey, don't hurt us, Mike. But if you want to come on the pod, hey, maybe smoke some of that good weed you got. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Knock you out. (laughs) Um, 
so I was thinking that too. I brought up Spence, like an anomalies, but people really don't know about is that there are black folk that are Latino. Uh, right. And so they could be Dominican, could be Cuban, could be Puerto Rican. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's not really known in a lot of other places. They'd be like, oh, you're black. No, 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 motherfucker. I'm, I'm also got some Spaniard in me too now. Like we are Latino, Latino, yep. Latina. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of cool to talk about specifically if you're like in the East Coast. Uh, it's going to be yep. a little bit more common, I feel like. Uh, you know, Florida. A lot of Cubans is there as well. So yeah. that's something that's super interesting. There was that movie that was that musical. I think it's like something about Harlem or I don't know. It's the main it's the main actor from uh Hamilton. And it's the one Miguel, it's the one guy that like makes everything, the all the musicals and Hamilton and all that. He does he did the other one. Something about uh -huh. Harlem or or the Bronx. Okay. So it was so the Lynn Manuel Lin Man well, Miranda. Yeah. What was that so musical he, he made? Let me see real quick. Cause it's a movie. Because they were all like Dominican as well. And right. And you got oh, to see a lot yeah. of Afro Latino representation. In the Heights. In the I Heights. Think. There we go. Wonderful yeah. movie. Wonderful, wonderful movie. So if you want to follow up with some more Afro Latino films and you like Disney related stuff, right? Marvel related stuff, that's actually really good. Um, I suggest folks watch that. Um, mm -hmm. All right. So I just wanted to bring up the racial thing because it was a good point. Um, and then leads you into the Prowler at the end, but we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. Uh, let's move it forward to the scene that you wanted. I wanted as well, but the scene that you wanted. So why did you want this scene with the train? Mm -hmm. Well, for one reason, I just thought that um, the fact that you know, throughout the whole movie, he's seen as like this child, um, this kid yeah. um, to everyone, right? Yeah. And then he keeps on telling people, like, I'm not a kid. Like, I'm I'm Spider-Man. Like, I'm a grown man at this point. Um, and although, like, you know, and even, which I find it funny that they, like, keep on calling him a kid, even though they all do like the humor thing and all of the spider people do like they do the humor That's their thing. So you can't really knock the humor part for him being, you know, childish. If all of you do it, right. All of you joke around, all of you do that stuff. So why is he the immature one? Because he looks young. I mean, like, yes, he's technically still in high school, but so is everyone else when they were <laughs> spider people too. Yes. So that's bullshit. They're all teenagers. Um, and then I think, and also I think that I, I'm bringing it back here, but I think that because, you know, they see him as a kid, but they don't also see the part where he is a kid of color, right? You, you have to grow faster. up really fast yep. when you're a Preach kid of it. color. When yep. you're a person of color, you really have to grow up fast or else, you know, things can happen. Right. And I think that a lot of the people that keep on seeing him as a kid are people that, you know, maybe not have had that, those experiences, right? 2099, he is from the future, you know, he, he might have different experiences with race and things like that because it's a futuristic thing. Then you have Gwen, white woman. Then you have, you know, Peter B. Parker, who, you know, white dude. So it's like, you know, all these people are kind of telling him, like, you're a kid, even though he's like, no, no, I'm not. I've 
been through a lot of stuff and you know maybe last time you saw me i was a kid but it's been a few years since then so he's grown up um and then i also just love the fact that you know he finally gets to stick it to him he's like hey nah, i'm gonna do my own thing i don't care what y'all talking about i don't care what you think is right or wrong i'm gonna do my own thing and i'm gonna protect the ones i love so like fuck you bye um But yeah, so that's pretty much why I wanted to pick. I thought it was a very good, like one of my favorite scenes throughout the movie um, was that. I mean, I love all the other spider people being in there too. I love the chase scenes and seeing all the different ones that are in there. But um, I thought that was a really great scene, especially you get to finally see him. um, You you get to see him have kind of a canon moment in that sense of like, now he's like, I'm not joking. I'm not this innocent person anymore. I'm flipping it and I'm going to do what I have to do to save people I love. Um, So that's pretty much what I really loved about the scene. Well said. Well, well, very well said. Uh, I'm going to go into story time. I'm going to go back. I was in graduate school and, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was looking for guidance and this and that. I was in an internship in the ninth grade. And uh, mm-hmm. providing therapy. And it was fun. It was awesome. I was working with a bunch of students on the spectrum, a bunch of students of color. And, you know, I'm fucking up the case notes. I never had to do any case notes before, but I'm fucking them up. But I'm figuring it out. And my supervisor was just didn't want to talk, didn't want to give me any time. Uh, it was just very interesting. I got treated very poorly. I was always very nauseous before going in. I was puking a lot. And I'm not going to lie, I had the shits a lot when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um messed up a few small things with like the printer and stuff like that. No one really knew about it. I recycled the paper. Um, turns out that that supervisor went and found all the recycled paper and then kept it and then used it against me to kick me out of my internship. That was interesting. Like you went into trash and then used that during my talk to be like, look what you did. Look what, how much money you cost us. She's like, you could have come and asked me. There's literally no one around ever to ever tell me anything. Just doing it on my own. Why am I bringing this up? I remember specifically they sat down with me and they said, hey, well, I'm a, I'm kicking you out. I'm done with you. Uh, you will never work in this profession. You will never graduate and I will never sign off on this internship to allow you to graduate. So I'm letting you go. Uh, and I remember being so angry, but then also so sad. She's like, I need your computer. You got to turn all this in. It's like, I'm not counting most of the hours that you are here. I said, how are you not going to count my hours? I was here. She's like, well, you, what were you doing? I said, I was here. It's not my fault there's no students here. I tried to go work with this Mexican lady that loved me and treated me like gold. I come back to you, treat me like shit, and I don't get to see anyone. Yeah. Uh, and so then my supervisor from my school had to come there and like talk, and then she said all these things, and then this and that, and said about my inappropriate behavior, right? Because I made some jokes. They said, what are we going to do with the kids? I said, well, hey, we can give them alcohol, see what happens. And then they took that and they used it against me like I was actually suggesting that we were going to give alcohol to ninth graders. Um, I remember I was talking and someone said, hey, did you do this or that or something? I said, woman, please. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, he's a straight misogynist. So I was labeled a misogynist and inappropriate, like, like I would give people substances. Um, and then fast forward, right? I almost got kicked out of my program because of this. And I had to go on like this whole fucking trial thing. My, my advisor for the school though, had my back. 
And it's interesting. Like I go to work with a black woman after that. And then I was like, God's gift. She said uh, she considered me one of her only friends out of 30 years of being a director. That was her intern. It's like, interesting, interesting. Mm -hmm. How you get treated by trash by some folks that share different identities. Mm -hmm. Um, but I bring this up because I remember how they looked at me with this pure disgust and hatred all the time. And they said, I would never graduate you. You'll never be good at this profession. And no. Look at me now. Yeah. She pretty much told me you don't belong. Yeah. You're not this little petite, proper, soft-spoken little white girl. Mm -hmm. Uh even their voice is triggering for me. Their face is triggering for me. Even people with like the curly, wet hair that she used to have, it's all just triggering. Interesting thing, I told Spencer this a long time ago, but she's the identical twin as Colin's wife, Heather. Twin. It's terrifying. Wonder why it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Uh, and it's been stuck in my head, and I go on these things and these interviews, and I'm not going to lie, I'm getting tired of these interviews. Uh, I'm getting tired of getting passed over. It is what it is. If I get passed over for this one, I'm going to be pretty hurt. Uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be pretty hurt. And then I'm not going to apply to any more job jobs like that. I'm just going to open up my own nonprofit for autism. But I say mm -hmm. this because me and my father's like, this will be redemption mm -hmm. for you to get this, this stamp, this approval from one of the biggest places of mental health in the entire nation. And you would be the face of it. But remember, you don't belong. You shouldn't be here. Right. I know how that feels. Felt it many times throughout my life. Spencer, I know you felt it where you don't belong. You shouldn't be here. The whispers in your ear, people probably directly telling you, uh, you mm -hmm. know, relationships, friends, older people. Uh, we've all felt that as folks on the spectrum here. If you're a queer individual, you've definitely felt that from society and everywhere else. Mm -hmm. So you get Miguel saying you're the original anomaly. You know. You weren't even fucking supposed to be from this universe. You caused all the fucking pain and, and horrificness. It wouldn't even be a spot. All these different things that are happening wouldn't even because of you. Yeah. You know how fucked up that is to tell someone that? Because of you, Especially you're the not problem. It's not his fault. It's not, not his fault. fault. He's just a fucking, he was just there. He was a kid. If it wasn't for Spot bringing in that spider. It's Spot. It wouldn't have happened like at all. It's because fine. He's an innocent the spider person. Bit him. He didn't try to be Spider Man. He didn't want to become Spider Man. He was just being Miles Morales. And yeah. And then Miguel's just like, it's all your fault. But then also, we have to look at the fact that his mind is clouded because he has to watch all these different events happen. He has, he's so desensitized to yep. everything because he yep. sees all these people dying. He, you know, obviously had his daughter who died and, you know, then he has to watch her die all over again. He's also a vampire. So yeah. take that as what you will. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it, he's his mind's clouded because he doesn't even know what's right or wrong anymore. He just wants whatever is in this little box. Now. Well. Yep. Yeah, whatever's in this realm, whatever he sees as something that's stable, um, he has to now keep with that, or else he might lose his mind as well. I think that's the only thing that's really keeping his mind together, to there be honest. There you go. Because, yeah, because he's so traumatized. Let's break down what Spence just said now, y'all. Let's therapize mm -hmm. it. Spence said that this man is desensitized. That happens with a lot of people in life. You get desensitized to all these traumas, these atrocities. 
these people shitting on you, you get desensitized to things as a therapist, right? Because now you're just like, oh, it's normal. People just get hurt and abused. Mm -hmm. But when you start to get desensitized to things like murder, abuse, and all that, that's intense. That's not a good thing. Yeah. Um, interesting, right? And so you try to do this routine and this regimen and try to keep everything in that box. And when something deviates from that, you have like this autistic meltdown. Uh, and then you try to force everything back to your will, becoming the oppressor now. Interesting. But yeah. desensitize, good topic to talk about, which happens a lot with humans. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like desensitize, yeah, because you're, you're seeing nothing but death. You're seeing all these spider people's loved ones die. It's fucked up. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to the first thing Sven said. I'm going to try to remember yeah. it. He said, uh, what, what was it? What were you talking about before you got to Miguel? You're talking about Spider-Man. Oh, oh, it just, was Spot. Yeah, yeah, Spot. Boy, you just you just pretty much just talked exactly what it is to be autistic or queer, LGBTQ, trans, and didn't no one choose that? You you just talked mm -hmm. about what it's like to be poor. Didn't no one choose? I didn't choose to be born. Yeah, but now I'm here. How is this shit my fault? Right? Mm -hmm. So you gonna blame you people? What you mean, you people? Mm -hmm. You know. So what if I said Lance? Lance, Lance, Lance. Well, we don't. Most of What I just hear? Uh, we, we don't get to choose these things in life. They just happen to us. We 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 were born, and you are who you are. Mm -hmm. But people will be like, "You're the problem. You're the issue. Your divergence. The way you act is different. The way you act is inappropriate. The way you act does not belong. One of these is not the same as the others." And thus, you should not exist in this space because your neurology is not appropriate. That's fucked up. Uh, you know, Spence, I brought to you up to you a few hours ago about, you know, the, the interview and how I did four things that were somewhat inappropriate but funny. Uh, and I didn't get a chance to tell you this. Uh, I remember to I told my nephew over the phone. Uh, the day before, my dad was like, just remember, you know, don't say nothing stupid. I don't want you to greet people and say, like, brother. I'm like, how you doing, brother? Right? He's like, I want you to be, like, super, super, super appropriate. And then mm -hmm. Selene comes outside in the garage, but pops smoke, and Selene said, just be you. Just just be yeah, you. Me this. <laughs> I did tell you this. I'm like, hey, yeah. I can be the motherfucking well, we were idiot. On the phone. <laughs> oh, I you did tell you this. There. Okay. Yeah. I can be an idiot, or I, I, I can just be me. Y'all got to choose. <laughs> yeah. Which one do you want? I can't be both. I can, it's, it's a hard one. <laughs> what, what, be you, you could, but not. Yeah. And then I told you? you, I was like, be like 15%. Be like 15% you, other for percent. I did. Completely yep. And that's what whatever. I did. I did 50% yeah. me. Got in a few jokes. Yeah. I wore the proper shoes. There you go. Spoke as best I could. Changed my facial expression as best as I could. I remember sitting in the one meeting and I was so exhausted. Like I got my arms and I'm like relaxing and shit in the chairs like this, like just trying to chill. Yeah. But I was like, this, this don't feel appropriate. Mm -hmm. Yes. Ah, yes. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Mm. Oh, hello, Missa. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'll praise him. <laughs> <laughs> Lance <laughs> dangling your <laughs> dice on your forehead. <laughs> a great movie. Everyone, um, uh, you'll you'll figure out what we're talking about when we talk about Tropic Thunder, which comes out uh, on one of these uh, coming up Mondays. This Monday, um, yes. yes. So, so I actually, ahead. I have a quick question. Right? Quick question for you. Um, 
So you you know you talk about your experience, especially with that one person who was just a piece of shit towards you, right? Yep. Now that you are going to be starting to get into these roles to where you are, you know, advising people, you are actually, you know, in charge of those people. How has that experience kind of changed how you thought of treating people um, that may be working under you? I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I get to mold people, as I told you, in my image. Uh, in the image that I think is appropriate, I get to affirm and validate. I get to be funny. I got to be a little ghetto and little hood. I get to let them run around without a leash. And then, hey, every once in a while, you know, you hit them with a shock taser. You're like, hey, man, you fucked up. You know, you 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 pissed, and it wasn't even on the newspapers. <laughs> bad. Um, bad. Spraying with a bottle. It's exciting <laughs> to know that I'm not shaming anyone, and all they did was shame. Yeah. All they did was shame. Uh I'm going to allow you to live and walk within your truth and whatever identities it is, as long as it helps and serves the clients. But I'm also going to foster and empower you. Mm -hmm. People know Serena, that was the original OGs on the podcast, right? Which will eventually be back after they get the twins grown. You know, she's going through it, boy. Um, <laughs> kids are healthy, FYI, for those you've been watching since day one. They're doing really good. Mm -hmm. Getting big. Getting really big. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be nice to make sure that no one ever feels the way that I felt. It's going to be nice to know that I can right the wrongs and then make sure that they continue to do what I'm preaching. Uh, it's going to be nice to be in that role. It's going to be an honor and a privilege to be in that role because I'm pretty sure that role is coming. And, you know, if I open up the clinic, it's going to be coming anyways. Yeah. Uh, but I will make sure that I will never project what Miguel did what this other person named Katie did. Remember the last time you knew, but I'm not going to say that they would know when to tax them. Yeah, don't do that. It's right there, though. I feel like I feel like they know who that. they are. Don't do yeah, it. Don't do it. Um, I just want to make sure people belong. You belong. You've gotten here, then you belong here. As they told me, they said, nah, as you read, if I got you sitting here, you can do the job. The only question is, is do we like you as a person? You can do the job. That's why you're sitting here. Hmm. I said, okay, that makes me feel good. Um, can't believe that people would do that. People that know what pain and sadness is, and then you would crap on someone just because they may hold different identities to you. It's interesting, especially when some folks think that they're like woke, and then it's hmm. you're the one that's like hurting others. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Let's get another white woman in here. Yeah. I need you to respond for all the way. I need you to represent for all white women named Katie. Hey, you're not acting the same as you as this other white woman that's so cheery and happy. Yes, because I'm not a cheery, happy person. Hey, you know, get over it. I was drinking beer at that age anyway, so we gave milk. I'll be okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, <laughs> this fucked up thing is, is they they end up talking shit about me throughout their entire high school. Mm. And I ended up yeah. hearing about it like a couple of years later from some of my boys who did internships and they said like how shitty or inappropriate I was. And then my mm -hmm. boy stood up for him. He's like, for real? Because like he's doing really good and like he's an awesome therapist and like getting these awards and stuff like that. It's like, I think mm -hmm. y'all misunderstood him. Um, but like something doesn't add up. I love that he stood up for me. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, he says, just to let you know, man, people talking mad shit. I'm like, it is what it is. My current boss loves me. Yeah. So surprise, surprise, black women for the win.
but a win. Hey everyone, I wanted to give a special shout out to our collaborator, Two Nerds Candle Company. Not only do they have great products, but they are also giving back to a great cause. You can tell that they take a lot of pride in making their candles. My favorite is Spock's Monday Coffee. They are also donating 10% annually to support Women in STEM, which stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics. You can use our code DSP or go to our link tree to get 20% off your entire order. We think that this company is great, and we think you will too. So go check them out. Hey everyone, thanks for watching our show today. We just wanted to take some time to give a special shout out to our collaborator, Cat and Raven Design. They are a small queer owned business that specializes in LGBTQ plus pride soaps. They have great designs, some that even look good to eat, but don't. You can get 10% off your entire order if you use the code DSP or go to our link tree. Help support this great small business and help give back to a great community. <laughs> um, let's get into this face though. This face yeah. when he, 2099 is digging into him. Yeah. That could be society digging into you and talking shit about you. That could be yourself. That could be your parents. That, that could be friends or bullies. But Spence said it earlier. He says, hey, well, I just tricked all of y'all. Mm -hmm. And I led y'all up here. It's all part of my plan. Now I'm going to do this. And he looks at him because I'm going to do me. And the stoicism in the face that he gives him. Spence, I just had you watch the documentary. Uh, excuse me, the documentary. Documentary. Uh, Barry Sanders. Yes, very and, good. My mom loved it too, even though oh, she's a Vikings fan. And yeah. for the most part, he was just shitting on us. I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. The way that he just leaves people in the dust, uh, some of the times I just laughed. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That was one of the great things. I think we should definitely do a pod yeah, on Yeah, we're going to do one. Um, yeah. Blessings. Thank you. Um, so uh, one of the great things I was watching about that was this, how everyone was just so perplexed on how he didn't want to do interviews. He was just so, he was to himself, didn't want anything other than just to play football. And they, like all the people, like all the, like, um, yep. I guess the like news people, they just yep. didn't understand it. And then they didn't understand like throughout his career, he was doing all that stuff. Right. And then they were so surprised when he sent a fax being like, Hey, I'm in England. Uh, I'm retiring. That's yep. it. I'm done. And they were all like, they were pissed. And then they were surprised. And I was like, why are you surprised? He's been doing this his whole career. career. He doesn't fuck with the media. He doesn't fuck with you. Yep. It's it's obvious. He's a very stoic person, very to himself or mm -hmm. to his family. Doesn't want to get any of the outside stuff at all. And mm -hmm. then it was. I wish they kind of went into a little bit more of the um, the Dion Sanders part a little bit more too to kind of yeah. see like the the how opposite they were. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I, I love the documentary overall. We're going to talk about that for sure, because I definitely think that he's autistic and thought of that for a oh, long yeah. time. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely autistic. Uh, but I bring it up because he said one thing. He said, when I was handing the ball off for the touchdowns, he said, mm. you know, my dad grinded on me. Act like you've been here before. 
Why do I say that? Because I was in this biggest interview of my entire life, 11 hours. Mm-hmm. And I remember I wasn't anxious really about it because I was like, I'm going to act like I've been there before. I ain't kissing ass. I'm being me. I'm talking mm-hmm. my shit because I know mm-hmm. I'm good. Why? Because my students told, told me I was good. Why? Because the women that invested in me and taught me were good. And I have faith in them. Thus, I have faith in myself. Mm-hmm. Act like you've been here before. And that actually legitimately helped me throughout the entire day. Act like you've been here before. You got this. Fuck these people, man. You don't need these people. I feel like it really helped. Um, so for those of you that are watching this movie, right, Miles Morales, and he act like he's been here before. He tricked them all up there. He shocked them, and he said, I'm going to do me, and then torpedoes mm-hmm. down. Yep. Wonderful moment when you're living in your authenticity. If everyone goes back to the Luca film that we broke down, wonderful film, one of our best pods, definitely one of our best sounding voices that we've had. Girl, girl sound real good. Love her voice. I swear. She, she sound girl could girl could read me the dictionary and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> What's the next word? What? Albatross. Mm. Yeah, damn, damn girl. I gonna make it two days. <laughs> Someone burn a candle on me. <laughs> oh my god. Damn it. Besides the point. Uh, <laughs> mouth all water and this shit. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't even know what I was talking about. I don't either. This boy. Uh, just... Yeah, I don't know. I lost it. <laughs> you just talked about Luca. I was a great pod. Oh, okay. So walking and living in your authenticity. Yeah. Uh FY, not FY, all of you belong here. I don't care where you at on the spectrum. I don't care if it's, you know, high support needs, low support needs. I don't care if you're creative, if you're an engineer, if you're quiet, if you're stoic, if you're excitable, if you like the Barbie version, if you're the Wednesday Adams version, you belong. Hmm. I don't care if you're cisgendered, if you're transgendered. I don't care if you're queer or questioning, you belong. If you listen to this fucking podcast, you belong. If you're having fun with us and laughing with us, we, you belong. As you saw with me emotionally earlier with Spence, we both belong here. If for some reason you're listening to it, you belong. You belong here in this moment to have laughs with us, to enjoy us, to have fun with us, to have sadness with us, to experience movies together, to be affirmed and validated. You belong. Remember that, people. Just like Miles, we create our own destiny. Don't know, don't know and tell you shit. Fuck them, like Spence said. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first scene, technically, we're going to jump into, yes. which was, we're just going to have some fun and talk talk about Asman, uh, just these moments. Yes, these masculinity <laughs> moments that the, we have. That, well, right? I call it the man, the man moments. The man moments. The, when you just, you know, you, you got your meat out. <laughs> That's not it at all. Nope. Nope. Not it at all. It's when you're in the bathroom with your whole guys, If you're out there listening, don't do it. Don't do it. Them, not right now. Moments. Don't do it right now. If, you're on, if we're on screen and your meat is out, God help us. Put it away. <laughs> put it away. Hey, put it away. I'm talking to you right now. Put it away. Put it away. You probably like that. Yeah. All right. So. Um, so... I'm going to kick the Spence. You know what uh, I'm getting at with this because we had a little pre-production meeting. Yeah. You've had these man moments <laughs> with friends recently. 
I like man moments. Have I? <laughs> uh, I don't want you to I don't get like too it in. as much now. <laughs> you like I don't Let's like go meat moments. Meat moments. You had these meaty moments. <laughs> <laughs> meaty moments. There's so much meat around, I couldn't stop. It's like the quarterback for the Giants. Hey. <laughs> hey. Because oh his my name is DeVito. <laughs> DeVito. Yeah. Oh, my God. His family's so fucking Italian. He scored a touchdown the other day. He just Why does do they this have so into... many white quarterbacks for that team? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but these man moments. Yes. You've had a few recently with a friend of yours, right? That's going through some stuff. We're not going to really get into that. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's some conversations that have been had, right? Yeah, I know, like I know, you go to concerts with that individual. You go to certain things with that individual. There's like certain moments where you talk about real shit, not necessarily right now yeah. with the issues that are going on. Right. You've had man moments with me where we talk about real shit, where you talk about mm-hmm. real shit. If you could give us context of when you think they actually happened, was it like when we were, what was going on? And then not exactly what we were talking about, but like, what have you talked about in these moments with other men where I ended up being kind of like therapeutic and vulnerable? Right. I think it's more for me, at least it happens more of when it's something that really affects my life or their life um, to the point where it's like, you have to talk about it, you know? Cause there are just like those, like, you know, for like, sometimes like small things and stuff like that, even like sometimes even for like certain accomplishments, don't really bring them up. Cause it's like, you know, want to keep to yourself. You want to, um, remain in a way still kind of that stoicism. Um, and in, in, in a way too, like humbleness as well, you know, yep. you don't want to be just flashing around like, see, I got a, a trophy, like, you know? Um, but you know, it, it's kind of like it's moments that really affect our lives, whether it's good or it's bad, um, that I've kind of seen, at least for me, um, you know, stuff with my friend and what's happening with him. Um, we've had those moments of where it's just like, you know, we talk about it and sometimes it's very brief, you know, it's not like these long conversations that I think, you know, some people have, it's very brief conversations. That's always what a lot of them. Yeah. And it's not even like, you don't even have to get too deep, but you ask a few questions and then it's more like, well, I, you know, I hope everything gets better. You know, I'm here for you if you need it. Um, Don't ever think like it's making sure you're reestablishing that no matter what you are there for that person, Um, which, you know, and, and that, and it's always been positive in that way. Um, I recently had a visit with them um, and I even told them then I was like, Dude, I'm literally like 10 minutes away from the hospital. Just let me know if you need anything. I can do it. I can bring it, whatever you need. Yep. Stuff like that. Um, it's always brief stuff. It's never really like, um, you know, like I said, having those long conversations. But then also we kind of get back to our kind of normalcy in a way um, as best as we can. Sometimes so. the normalcy, they don't understand how therapeutic that is. When I made that yeah. interjection earlier today about me and you. That's mm-hmm. what it was about. Is normalcy the grinding? Uh, the grinding just are talking about regular stuff. Also, I mean, the other yeah. day though was about making sure that my my presentations and shit was on point. Right. Um, but a lot of men, not long, long, long discussions. Because in that in that scene, we see the dad like you know he's kind of out of it. He's thinking about his kid. Right. Mm-hmm. There's no really eye contact, and he's kind of looking away. Right. It's in more of like a docile type of thing. Yeah. I feel like that's the way it happens most of the time. I'm not gonna lie. When I've had some deep conversations with like my homies during basketball, 
Yeah. You're tired. You're just kind of sitting there. You're old. And, you know, I had some great conversations with some of my boys about their kids. Like some of them yeah. have had like serious issues and had to go like the University of Michigan for like heart issues. Mm-hmm. You're just sitting there like, man, this fucking sucks. Um, financial issues, divorces. You know, you're talking about heartbreaks at some of these gyms or workouts. And just real quick, you're not really making eye contact. A lot of folks, like I said, the barbershop tends to be a big place for people. Like if they got a community at the barbershop that had been too long time and they're barber. Um, these little small moments, maybe like a car ride to go get some Chipotle. It's always yeah. these little small things where it's quick and you talk about something. And it's almost like something takes over and you may say something that's vulnerable. And you're like, oh, fuck, how's this man about to respond to this? And then he's like, yeah, hey, man, that's fucked up, man. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, yeah. I'm going through some shit, too, man. And then you kind of talk about how fucked up things are. Ends up being healing. Yeah. Ends up being healing. I feel like it's very random, like you said. But then also sometimes it's, like, very pointed because someone's going through something. Yeah. yeah. And it depends, too, is, like, how severe you think it is. Yeah. And hopefully you have a good relationship with them where they're, like, you know, if something does come up where it's, like, it's really dark, maybe even depressing, it's, like... Hopefully they bring that up to you and just don't kind of, um, you know, just leave it there in general. So, yep. you know, like, remember I sent you that one commercial for like mental health where it was like these two guys going to a soccer yes. game and, um, one, one of the guys is like very happy, very sprite, or it looks like he is and all that stuff. And then the other one's like very quiet and being like, yeah, let's go team and stuff like that. Um, and then the commercial ends with um, the um, more enthusiastic one, actually, who was the one who committed suicide. Yep. Um, and then the other ones at the game with a uh, with a seat next to him that's empty where his friend used to be. Yep. And it's it is like that sometimes. It's like that when you have people who are like act who are like very excited, very happy, outgoing um, people. But in the inside, it's a lot more heavy. like, yeah, it's a lot more heavy for them. And so um, they feel like they don't they can't really express like anything other than happiness, yep. you know, and um, it's unfortunate for that guys have to go through that and that sometimes, you know, it is kind of tough to talk about those things, mm-hmm. um, no matter how much we think mental health is still yep. like, you know, a huge topic to talk about. It's still very tough. tough for people to bring yep. it out. And that's for anybody of any gender and things like that. But for yep. the most part, a lot of guys just have a hard time doing it. bringing that out. And, you know, and then at the end of the day, you know, the friends, the family, they kind of suffer in the end because now this person's gone and gone. they don't know why. So you're right. Uh, right. I went to the football game the other day, the Big Ten uh, conference game, Michigan won. I was mm-hmm. talking to some dudes there behind me. Somehow we're all from the same hometown in Saginaw, Michigan, yet we're all in Indiana watching this game, and they lived nice. here. And we were talking about the one dude was kind of kind of an ass, um, but the younger guy, which was his nephew, was pretty cool. And we were talking about, you know, how, like I'm a therapist, this and that, and, you know, and then the one older guy who was definitely a little drunk. He's like, let me tell you what's wrong with this country. I was like, oh, here mm-hmm. we go. He's like, y'all a bunch of, Bunch of wussies. I ain't gonna use the other word. Uh, y'all a bunch of a bunch of wussies, and y'all raised by wussies. And I was like, 
but you the one that raised your kids. So like technically that you the one that was a punk. So I'm just saying. Yeah. And he was said something and I said, well, fuck, I don't care about your feelings. So don't call me. He's like, oh, that's how it is. Good fucking counselor, huh? I said, hey, old man, I ain't your issues. And then he was joking. He said, well, I'm gonna kill myself now. I said, don't call me. He said, I can't, I'm already dead. <laughs> I said, hey, man, you might need to lay off the beer. Just uh, a little. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> but I was talking to the other young guy. And we were having some good talks. Everything changed when I started talking about autism. Because then yeah. they started talking about how autism is impacted. They got all of this, like, ignorant, like, fucking cisgendered white dude shit about right. society and fucking Joe Biden and Democrats. Uh, and we start talking about autism, some really good conversations on how some of his friends been affected by it, um, or that are dealing with it, that are living with it, that are going through it, that are experiencing it. And so it was a wonderful, powerful moment between me and like four of the dudes. And I was doing some teaching and educating small moments, what we call man moments, man moments, man moments. Uh, (laughs) I guess I wanted to talk about this because. For those of you that identify as being male, or for those of you that have a lot of male friends, male figures in your life, know that it is difficult. These conversations are very small sometimes. So when you see that opportunity, don't don't fuck around and be like Miles and start making jokes and shit. Be like, oh shit. Don't also patronize anyone and be like, oh, you said and like, let me love yeah. you, let me care for you. No, no, no. Just hands off and approach it real cautious, like, you know, kind of like a, yeah. a a tiger wading in the weeds that pounces on a rabbit. You about to say a kitten? I was gonna say kitten. <laughs> Little kitten in the bushes. You know? <laughs> kitten in the bushes that jump on a two-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you, little motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but I would always say, you know, embrace those moments. Uh folks that are listening to us. Uh it's cool to see the dad struggling. It's cool to see the dad. You know, being overwhelmed by the kid and worried about his kid, uh, especially since he's right a kid of color and he's making right. certain decisions. He's worried about a lot of things, you know, mortality, all types of stuff. And so it's very common for parents to feel like that, right? Because you're wearing your heart on your sleeve, which is your child. You're feeling like they're pulling away. And so he opens up to this random dude that happens to be his son, which is in the Spider-Man outfit. Yep. Those moments happen more than what people think. And I think that we need to continue to push that it's okay to have those small moments, but it always doesn't need to be in therapy. It always doesn't mean eye to eye where people are crying and shit. So oh, most of the time, I, I guarantee it's going to be like over a beer and fucking nachos straight up. Yeah. Those straight up. Moments. Cause it's just, especially once you have like a chill environment and you don't have anything to, you don't need to have a pre set up for anything. Right. Nope. That's the thing about us. Like as guys, like it's just, it's a random moment. Right a moment. Like when we're, when our most, I think it's mostly when we're our most relaxed though, yep. you know, cause then we're comfortable and we're able to talk to these people, you know? Yep. Um, and you know, sometimes, you know, you might get a little bit of, you know, not backlash, but you know, you could get a little bit of, you know, you know, like talking shit and everything depending on who you're talking to, yep. you know, that's why it's usually with, it's usually with your, you know, one-on-one that i've seen at least for me correct it's yeah, usually I one-on-one it's usually, usually one-on-one do with like a group of dudes because there might be like one or two guys that are just like fucking assholes that might say some shit you know also i feel like just when you're around more guys we all act a little bit more stupid and or more yeah. masculine or toxic but when it's just like one-on-one both do yeah. like well shit ain't nobody looking let me tell you how i hugged a motherfucker the other day and i liked it 
<laughs> mm. I like this meat pressing on my meat. <laughs> the motherfucker smell like lambs. Must <laughs> smell like Arabian dangling your dice on the forehead. Arabian musk. I don't know Arabian, Arabian, <laughs> Arabian <nice. laughs> Oh my god. Arabian so i just thought it was a really cool moment uh for yeah. a brown male a very large brown male and then also he's an officer on top of that whether you mm. like officers or not let's be real so any first mm. responders and officers have a lot of trauma deal with a lot of shit their mm. rates of mortality are life expectancy i meant to say is shorter than others uh so there needs to be some respect uh there needs to be some at least empathy for folks that are first responders so i think it was cool to see this very masculine large individual that's an officer getting ready to be a captain be personable i know my best friend one of my best friends moses talked about some stuff the other day and i was like yikes dude i was like that's a lot that that that's a lot i don't you can't be doing this job forever uh so these moments they happen they're small. I just want to let people know that, and uh, I think we can wrap up for today. Any seasoning? Any 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 paprika you put on this? Paprika, Jesus. I'm hummus. Yeah. Everybody, go see Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Great yes. movie. Can't wait for the third one. Yeah. Hopefully, I think uh, they have to break that up into like two parts because there's no way. Yeah. There's no way you're going to be able to do that in like two or three hours. There's no, no. way. I don't think so. I think they should break it up into two parts since I think it's technically like the like final uh, movie from them. So um, hopefully they break it up into two parts because you have so much that's going to be going on. You got the whole different universe with the two Mileses and then you got Spot in there and then you also got the organization for the spider people like so much so much in there. Um, But yeah, great film. Go watch it. It's on Netflix. So, all right. So I got. There we go. All right. With that, thank you for so much for watching, everybody. We really appreciate it. Like I said before, go check out our collaborators. Go check out our merch. We got some great stuff in there. Um, be making some new stuff at some point. Just gotta find the what I want to do. So we'll see what happens. Um, and also, hey, if you have any ideas for us to do for merch, and if you're like designers or anything check us out you know, us know come ask us in our dms and just be like hey i have some ideas we'd like to make this and then we'll put you on there and you know can't really pay you but it is what it is you can so, collab with us and we can promote yeah, it collab with us and we'll promote we have thirteen thousand followers so we'll yeah. promote let's do we'll it promote yeah so go do that for us and then also uh go check our description for anything in the link tree um all of our percentage off or if you even we have a lot of uh great tools for you to use screeners Um, yes screeners and anything for like mental health and stuff like that and if you see anything that you want us to add do that as well yeah um we have with that oh yeah man moments man moments in the description they're all in the description the man man hangouts man moments might have to have a man moment segment yeah. for, for the show. Man moment. Just rips out my chest. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Let me give you that. All right. So thank you everybody for watching. 
I'm Spencer. That's nice. This is the Different Spectrums Podcast. And remember, people, much love and take care of yourselves. Or don't. Man, that's completely up to you, homies. All right. Bye. Peace. Bye.